Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about training with limited ammo. Um, basically, you know, bullets are 60 cents, 90 cents. They're, they're getting expensive. And going to the range and just throwing a bunch of lead down there, it can be fun. But it's not what's going to be the most effective for, you know, get one for your wallet, but two, to step up your skills. Um you got to spend time working on your grip and your aiming and, and different things. And there's ways to do it without throwing a ton of lead, you know, down range. Now we're still going to talk about shooting. I mean, that's definitely going to be a part of this. It's just how to not just stand there going bang, 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 you know? Um, so we'll talk about it. It was actually a listener that, uh, you know, sent us an email was like, Hey, you know, this is a real thing. And, a lot of people are trying to find better ways to do it and things you can, you know, to add to your routine in order to make it a little bit more effective. So, yeah, you know, I, one of the things it? that I one of the things that I, I see a lot here is that, you know, obviously ammo prices are going up. That's that's a real thing. But the, the second thing is there the ammo prices are going up because there are a lot of new gu- gun owners mm-hmm. and uh you know, one of the things with with new gunner gun owners that I think is really important is uh, learning how to use your firearm. There's no reason there's no reason to own a firearm if you don't know how to use it. And uh, you know, some of the basics I think can really be gotten down without even having to fire your gun to begin with. You know, even sitting on your couch watching TV and just playing with your unloaded gun, yes, you know, can can give you a better better grasp of how it operates. Now, I know you've seen some like uh, public service announcements or something about touching your gun in the house and it ending badly. But it turns out 
if you look and make sure it's empty, you check it, you have the magazine out of it, and you look it, open it up, then you might be okay. You know, it's, yeah. now, it is possible to touch your gun. Yeah, and Chuck and I may sprinkle some safety tips as Ooh. we go here, but this is not a gun safety episode. This is not no. what we're talking about. So, you know, you really need to, if you're a new gun owner, you really need to uh, take a safety class or Google that shit, man, and just just soak it in. All I can say is don't put your booger hooker on it unless yes. <laughs> you're aiming at the target, you know? Uh, it turns out you want to keep your finger outside of the trigger guard until it's pointed in the direction you want the bullet to go. Then you bring it in and, you know, finalize your motion. Too often people slip, fall, trip, and tense up, get startled. Anything can happen. So if you keep your finger outside until you're ready to shoot, and guess what? That's where this practicing is going to pay off. It's one of the things that you can learn, trigger discipline. And two, it's one of the things that you can learn is about getting your finger in there and ready to shoot quickly without, you know, wasting time. Now, let's talk about how to, you know, what kind of things would you practice? Why why would we, uh, you know, well, we can try and become efficient in our movements, okay? So to learn to do it quickly, one of the things that I do um, is I, if I'm out and I'm just with the AR and I'm just shooting at steel targets and you know, nothing too exciting. I'm not doing setting up any drills and whatever different stuff. Even when that, I'll bring the gun down to my side because I'm usually standing shooting because to me that seems the most practical. Um, laying down and using a scope and whatever, unless I'm really in the, you know, the big numbers, the, the thousand yards or more, you should be – I. If you're training at 100 yards, you should be able to do it standing up and hit your target without any problems. And that's something, you know, people need to focus on. Um, Laying down and shooting, that's a whole other thing. Long range shooting, you know, learning to control your breathing, special skill. There's definitely something there. Really, I'm kind of focusing on the more tactical kind of 100 yard or less at the moment. Um, Definitely the other has its place. But I honestly think you guys are already going slow and methodical and, and going through a process instead of just throwing lead, you know, downrange. Um, you know, you're, you're taking your time to say, hey, you know, this is what happened. This is how the wind affected it. This is how my calculations change. You know, you do different things when you're dealing with distance that it makes it a slower process. So anyway, not to get off task here with tactical training. You want to be efficient. So what I was going to say is a lot of the time I'll bring the gun down to my side and bring it up in between each shot. So it's me quickly finding the target and lining up the sights or looking through the scope or, you know, looking at the red dot, looking at the reflex sight, maybe at a different angle a little bit each time, um, things like that. I'm going to bring it up and shoot because that time, that way I'm building up the acquiring my target. And I'm also working on the efficiency of movement. 
how the gun is, you know, coming up and not hit bumping into things and getting in the process, especially when it's like a handgun and it's that draw, you know, out of the holster. I'm going to go in the holster, pull it out, up, aim and shoot. And, you know, that's a big thing. Um, another thing you can do, Kevin had mentioned, is dry fire. Dry fire is what you're doing in your living room when you're, you know, pull it out, aim it, pull the trigger, whatever, that kind of thing. Um, still, you want it pointed in a safe direction, you know, um, but that can be done. You know, you, you can easily set up something where even if the target's close to the floor or whatever and, you know, away and in a safe place, but you're looking and you're seeing that it's not loaded. Another thing you can really work on, and this is important, and this really will affect your handgun shooting especially, is how you grip the gun. Um, when you, when you hold a gun, you want to bring it out, put your strong hand, like that's going to be your, you know, most people, it's your right hand, whatever gun, if you were going to shoot it one handed, you would hold and you grab it with your strong hand. You're going to grip very firm and then bring your other hand around the outside and wrap around it, around the grip. And you're going to hold that tight. Now, after you have the firm grip, you know, going back to that, uh, a lot of people find that they end up shooting low and to the left. And what it is, is you're not gripping the gun tight enough. And when it shoots, it's actually you pulling the trigger that's kind of pulling the gun to the side. Now, if, believe it or not, if you're left-handed, you'll end up shooting low and to the right. And what it is, is your body is kind of tensing up and, and jerking it to the side. Whereas if you have that firmer grip, you'll find that it's not pulling over. And it's not just, you know, well, one, you are keeping it straight, but people are also always thinking, oh, I need a firm grip because it's kicking up. But a lot of it is, you know, that to the side movement that, you know, you really will be able to make a difference. Um, so that's another thing you can really put some time into, um, recoil after shot, like I said, is not that much of an issue as much as it is, you know, obviously it depends on the gun. You know, if you're a small frame person and you're holding a 357 Magnum, yeah, it might matter. You know, recoil is a, is mm -hmm. a thing, but more and more you'll find that it's not, you know, that big of a thing. Um, yeah, and dry firing can kind of cure that sort of, uh, you know, I know I've been shooting with with different people that have been shooting for a long time and, and never dry fire. Mm -hmm. And I can see if they they think they have one more round than they do, the way they'll tense up before that last click. Yeah. You know, it and dry firing is, you know, the point of, of one of the points of dry firing is, you know, to not have that flinch when you uh, pull the trigger. Um, the next, like I, I had mentioned this, you know, in previous things, but you want to think about like, so if I go out with the handgun and I'm looking at conserving ammo, a lot of times I'll go out on the range, I'll have my gun in the holster. I'll, well, we're going to talk about shot timers in a minute here, but I'll grab the gun, bring it up. I'll check my grip. I'll look at the front sight. I'll see the front sight on the target and I'll pull the trigger 
and then I'm going to bring the gun back to the holster and then go through the process again. Um, shot timer. I might not be going back to the holster with every shot, but that's something I'm definitely going to be looking at in timing. Um, and then I do that again, you know, the holster front sight, take the shot and you go through that process. Um, I I've done where, uh, you know, I'll have it holstered. I'll grab the gun up, take two steps and then front sight and then take them like five shots. Um, you do that kind of thing over and over again. Now we actually had a sponsor for this episode and it's actually uh packed PACT Inc who make a great shot timer called the club timer three. And they sent us one to check it out and I got to use it and it's an amazing product. Let me tell you. So it's very simple and believe it or not for electronics, I was blown away when it said made in America. I never, right. I kind of blew my mind. I was like, Whoa, these guys are pretty awesome. Um, so it's very simple, but simple is what you want when you're focusing on your shooting. So what happens, you basically, you hit the button, you turn it on, you have it clipped on your belt or on your chest or on the bench next to you, whatever. You hit the button and it'll give you two seconds. After two seconds, you hear it beep. Then you're going to, you know, draw or start shooting or whatever you're trying to improve. And it'll record the gunshots. Now it'll record the first gunshot, the second gunshot, the fifth gunshot. So what I like to do actually is I would set the timer. I hear the beep. I draw the gun, go up, aim, shoot, go all the way through, through, you know, maybe seven rounds or something like that and change magazines and take another shot. And then I look to see how long is it taking me to change the magazine? How long is it taking me to get the gun out of the holster to the first shot? How long is it taking me for each additional shot? Now, again, when you're looking at limited ammo, I'd probably do, you know, something like three, three rounds in the magazine. So it's, you know, draw, shoot, 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 drop the magazine grab another magazine, load it, and shoot again. Um, and at that time, I can see how long it's taken me to get up. Now, one of the things, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to lose weight or, you know, even bench pressing or, you know, when you're going to work out or do different things, but I think you know that if you write it down and measure it, you can improve. And when you write down how much weight you lifted last time or how much, when you measure things, it makes it so much better to see improvement because you actually notice, hey, this worked. You know, this week I I slept every night at eight o'clock and I was able to, you know, go in uh, and, and lift a lot more this week. Well, these little changes, you're going to be able to record and see a difference. and that that's what you're able to change and notice. You're going to say, Hey, this is working for me. This isn't. And guess what? If it takes you a second and a half to get your gun from your holster to getting that first shot shot off, if you can cut that down to a second flat, that's you getting the guy before the guy gets you. 
Right. And being able to see that change, you're going to be able to improve it. I guarantee it. And yeah. I think even they guarantee it, you know, on their website there, you know, they, they offer some kind of guarantee with that, or maybe they just say it. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention, <laughs> but the bottom line, you know what I mean though? I mean, it's, yeah. you're going to improve. If you're measuring, you're going to improve. Um, that's the bottom and line. That's really, that's really how, how it goes with things like that. You know, constant practice and, and constant work, you're going to improve. But if you can time yourself and, and actually measure the improvement, that's going to be a lot more effective in actually reducing and your time. There's so many different things. So like maybe you don't have a, a, another thing you can do. They have another setting with the timer where you can have it beep and then beep again. So you like, you know, you can get your shot off in between something like that. Um, the other thing, so you can scroll back through it. It has like an arrow key and you go back to it with the timer and you can see, all right, my first shot was this and you write it down. My second shot, my third shot and, you know, and then the magazine change and you see right. how long. And that's, another, that's another big, big thing to time is how long it takes you to, uh, you know, drop the old uh, magazine and be ready to go again. And that's it. And getting the movements, getting the feel of where you keep it. Now, this should be how you carry your handgun every day. This should be if it's tucked under your shirt or in your coat, it should be you finding a way to get the movements to pull it out and, and bring it on target. One of the things I was just talking about this with a, with a buddy of mine, uh, I think they were watching like a stupid iron groin video or something. And they're like, oh, that guy's crazy and whatever. And I was like, you know, so with the monks, what they do, there's something called iron fist and iron palm right. and something like that. So iron palm, what they do, and this is all going to relate and it's going to make sense for you, is they take like a bean bag. <clears throat> And they lay it on the table and they whack it with their hand over and over again. And you're thinking, oh, well, that's going to toughen up their hand and that's what they're doing. Well, yes, that's part of it, but it's not all of it. Now, what it is, is when you smack it, you feel the parts that are hurting, like, oh, my fingertips, they feel like they're breaking when they, and whatever, you actually learn to position your hand so that the force is evenly spread out. And maybe a little bit more in the places that can handle the impact. And you lighten up on the places that are sensitive. And over time, your muscle memory, you know, says, hey, hold your hand like this. You know, like it's like hitting a punching bag over and over again. You're learning how to hold your hand so that it's not going to hurt it as much. And the idea is your hand is going to instinctively move to where it's going to be less painful. Because you're doing yeah, it and over and over and over. Just to interject, there's a lot of people that get into fist fights that punch somebody and break their hand, and then they're out of the fight. Then they get their ass whipped. They got the first punch off, but they've got a broken hand, and now they're they're you know out of the fight basically. Right. And it's it's a lot of the same sort of idea and technique. You so, put your your fist into a punching bag several times. You understand how to position your your wrist how to position your knuckles and it's the same sort of uh same sort of repetitive motion that exactly that teaches you. so when you're grabbing your handgun 
in that same holster, in that same place you carry it, you're going to learn what resistance points, resistance points you're going to come across. You know, oh, my jacket hangs in front of it and it's a problem like this. Maybe you're changing the jacket that you're wearing every day. Or maybe, you know, you're getting, you know, you find a little trick to hold it just right or, you know, whatever, but you're going to go through the repetitive motions that are going to, you know, make it clear what's going on and where the problems are. And you're going to see what technique or method is going to improve your time the most. And that's going to make a big difference. That's what's really going to, you know, set the standard for, you know, how you're able to function and get things out. Um, so definitely something, you know, you might want to think about uh, looking into a shot timer. Uh, I know these guys have them available. They have their own website, uh, pack.com, P-A-C-T.com. Also, if you're a Facebook user, I know you said that they definitely have some specials and deals sometimes on uh, their Facebook page. It's Packed Inc., that you would want to check out. And I've seen this, you know, everywhere. I think I've seen it at primary arms. I've seen it on Amazon, whatever. It's in all the places. I know they said it works out better for them. If you go to your their website or go through their Facebook page, um, you may as well support the people that support us. So, you know, if you, you can put more money in their pocket instead of a middleman, that's even better. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, Bezos needs another house. I don't know. You know, whatever does it for you. I'm sure if you buy one, I'm sure if you buy one that they're going to be happy either way. So that's something to look into. Um, And I think shopping local is a a big deal right now. How cool is that, though, that they're made in America, though? That really blew me away. And when I told my buddy when I got it, he was like, that can't be right. And I was like flipped over the box with the big made in the USA on it. And I'm like, here you go. Yeah, packed packed.com if yeah. you want to if you want to check it out now i really think that that's a that's important now now we're just talking basically about <clears throat> about quick draw and how to how to improve it yes so i want to just kind of run through a couple of these uh like the basic bullet points of of quick draw if that's something you're interested in um you know when you when you draw your pistol and are ready to fire there's a few motions that go into that, right? So the main thing that you want to focus on is economy of motion. Um, the littlest amount of, of movement between the pistol in your holster and your, the pistol on target. So one, you want to establish a grip. You know, that's the first thing you want to do. You you don't want to be pulling that, that pistol out of your holster if your grip isn't right on the gun before you grab it. Um, next step two is, is uh, disable the re- retention in your holster. So that's, you know, basically whatever your holster is set up as you want to have that as, you know, that's the second step, you know, whether it's, uh, yeah. you know, a, a lot what, of times uh, whatever. When, I, when I go to grab it, I'm hitting the uh, tab release with my thumb Like Mm -hmm. on my way down and into it, I'm pushing that snap off. Um, I have a 45 that has, you know, a snap between the the hammer there. So, you know, on that gun, I'm just grabbing it, slapping it right as I'm going down. But that's it. That motion 
and the repetitive and the instinct instead of having to fumble with it. Mm -hmm. These are the things that are going to be huge. And that's something you can practice with no ammo at all. Just stand in there, grab the gun, go up, aim, put it on target, and then put it back in the holster. Do it again. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I've seen ahead. a video on uh, on our Facebook page that's been going around a little while. Of I, I forget what the, the name of the guy was, but, you know, he's got like three targets to the front of him and to his right and left, and he quick draws and shoots both of them, mm -hmm. or, you know, all three of them. I'd shoot myself in the leg if I tried that shit. I, I swear to God I would. But that doesn't <laughs> mean that I can't take an unloaded pistol and practice on that. Right. Um, another thing I've heard of people watching TV shows and they're like, oh, every time this happens, you know, somebody says this word or does this, they aim and draw on that character or, you know, something like that. Come up with something, you know, to trigger what you're doing, you know, what you're after. But definitely you need to go to the range. You need to have some real time. Hopefully you're cool and live in the country where you can shoot in your backyard or your neighbor's yard or your buddy's yard or something like that. But if not, you can hopefully go to a gun range or something cool like that. Camaraderie with the guys is always nice out there, you know, when you're going to the, the shooting range. So any of these things are, you know, advantageous. But the bottom line, you need to get out there. And you need to practice, you know, drawing and shooting and snapping the trigger. And, you know, and as long as it's not a rimfire, you can pull the trigger without damaging your gun. I know we've talked about that. Um, most rimfire weapons, you know, 22, that kind of thing. Um, the trigger will just pull and do nothing if there's not a round in it right, in order right. to protect the gun. Mm -hmm. Like the older the ones is, didn't do that, but the new ones, that's kind of the norm. Yeah. I know Ruger the does truth that. Is all, yeah. The truth is if you have a, a handgun that's been made in the last, you know, 20 years, mm -hmm you're probably safe, safe doing it unless it's a, a rim fire. And then what you really have to de deal with is, is long-term, you know, doing it, you know, multiple times over and over again, and you're going to start peening the, the firing pin Yeah, is, is what's going to happen. And then you're going to have to replace the firing pin. And it's not, that's not the biggest nightmare in the world. No. You know? Um, another neat trick that you can do when you're out at the range is adding dummy rounds in every magazine and just yep. put them in in a different order. Lots of websites sell that kind of thing. And basically it's mimicking a, uh, a failure of the gun. And like with an AR and really with any gun, you shoot through one, when you hit that dummy round, it's going to be like Kevin said, where you can kind of check, Hey, am I lifting the gun and tensing up for the, uh, you know, the impact or, or something like that. But two, then go through the, you know, tap the bottom of the magazine, rack it back, which will eject the shell and load in a new round and start to train for failures, you know, be prepared right. and right back on target. And any, if you're timing any it, automatic, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. If you're timing it, that's going to be something you can check. How quick do I recover from a failure and get back on target? And these are things you can, you know, start to improve where, you know, some people say, you know, slap, rack it back. And same thing. It's racking the slide on a handgun and injecting the round or racking an AR. And, 
you know, or even sliding the bolt on a, uh, you know, your Remington 700 or something. And Mm -hmm. you go through those failures, but you're going to learn to anticipate problems and you're going to learn how to deal with them. Right. And any, you know, any semi-automatic handgun has that problem that they occasionally they misfire or they, they jam and you need to be prepared for that. You know, it's, there's a lot, been a lot of presidential assassination attempts where the gun didn't fire right. And yeah. the guy didn't move fast enough to clear his round and refire and got his ass whooped like, uh, you know, some specific, specific presidents, Ronald Reagan, uh, Gerald Ford, uh, Andrew Jackson. They all survived people that came up and fired a pistol and the pistol misfired. And then with the case of Andrew Jackson, got the fuck beat out of him by Andrew Jackson yeah. and his cane. We you all don't want to get, you don't want to go shoot somebody and then end up getting your ass beat by an old man. So, I mean, just, <laughs> just thing. be ready to fucking, you know, you need to be ready to clear that round and start, start over again. The other thing um, that I like to do, I like to set up multiple targets. Um, and it's great if you have somebody out there with you um, who can, like what I did is I have steel targets on, on my shooting range and I spray painted several different colors and you could even add variables. I haven't done this, but you could like put numbers on them. Right. So if you had like, so I have a hundred yard range and if you had a target at 25 yards, a target at 50 yards, target at 75, a target at a hundred and you have varying colors and varying colors, you know, even at the same distance, you know, I have like three or four targets out at a hundred yards and several targets, you know, closer along the way. So they're all different colors. So if somebody's with you, oh, you know, shoot only the yellow one or the yellow ones or the orange ones or shoot blue, orange, green. And you learn to kind of process and think while you're out there and go through the mental checklist. You can get even more complicated where it's got numbers on it. Um, and the numbers you can be like, do only multiples of two, um, primary numbers, you know, different things. I don't know. Primary numbers. I'd just set the gun down and be like, I don't fucking know, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, different things that work for you. The same math class shit, right? You know, only, you know, primary or, you know, colors, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So bottom line, you can go through, you know, how can you be quick and, and process and think and get stuff on target and quickly. So that's something, um, another huge thing that really has paid off for me. And, and I just got lucky. Um, I had bought, and, and actually I think Brownells has this on sale. Um, that company, I think it's like CMMG, uh, makes a, uh, 22 rifle uh, conversion for your AR-15. And all it does is it gives you new magazines and a different bolt or a bolt carrier group. It's the whole thing, not just the bolt itself. But And all you do is drop that in and you're using your same AR-15 barrel and you're able to, able to target practice. Well, I'm able to go out, shoot my 100-yard targets with iron sights and shoot 22 rounds all day long. And I got to tell you, there's no difference between shooting the 22 and shooting the AR. Obviously, the AR is louder, but 
and the recoil a little bit more, but the feel and the motions, you're pretty much doing the same thing. And throwing a lot of 22 ammo, again, not I don't see a lot available, but usually that's what we have. You know, a lot of us, right. usually after that's the, the last ammo out. scare, right, after the last ammo scare, 22 ammo was one of the big ones to disappear right away. And we ended up, uh, I, I bought a ton of it. And I mean, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of 22 rounds. And so for me, I don't have to miss a beat to go into the range. I am less likely to grab the 5.56 ammo and more likely to shoot the 22 rounds. And in case you're wondering, they still work with the binary trigger. So you can have a lot of fun with that. There um, you go. Because when you're throwing lots of 22 rounds downrange, you know, that's a good time. Um, but 22 ammo is a big thing that, you know, you guys can do. Um, other thing, uh, those of you who actually use the safety on your AR, you know, maybe, you know, you're practicing coming up, click the safety, you know, do it. However you keep your gun normally, go through those same steps every time you know, you practice and these drills are going to make a huge difference. Yeah, but and 20- some people can, may call me a nerd, but I keep all my, my firearms unloaded and on, on safety. Yeah. I call you. And that's not, maybe not the best way to handle your, your firearms. But what you guys don't know is Kevin is a crazed killer with a karambit. So <laughs> <laughs> he does keep the, the big, curved blade right next to his bed and it's razor sharp so at any moment you know somebody's getting their throat slit you know the guy comes in with the gun and he's like hey put some pants on and kevin's like (laughs) i'm not gonna do that yeah i am not gonna listen to that no no pants that we're not fighting they're not we're not fighting until i take my pants off most of the time luckily they're off already so come knock on my door and see what happens. There you I'm go. I'm just, just saying. But uh, <clears throat> the other thing I was uh, – now I was I was watching – cruising through some videos the other day. And I was watching a video on uh, uh, concealment and cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know we talk about this every once in a while. We the do. difference is concealment is when the enemy can't see you. And concealment is when the enemy can't hit you with fire with firearms. Is when they can't hit you, right? Right. Yeah, I think you said concealment twice, but yeah, yeah. No, concealment is to hide. Cover is something they can't shoot through. Right. Right. So, so, so when you open your car door and stand behind it and shoot at the bad guy, he can just shoot through the door and you're gonna die. Right. So, so that is exactly the fact. That is not cover. Also, hiding behind the trunk of your car, unless it's 22 or a shotgun, those rounds are going to go right through and into you. Standing between, standing on the other side of the car with two car doors, same thing. Maybe. Unless It'd it's be a better. shotgun. Unless it's a shotgun or a 22, hide it's, behind, gonna go, it's going to go through. Hide behind the tires. Hide behind the engine block. Those the are really block. The, hood, the hood of the car is what if you you're behind the wheel. Behind you're good. If yeah. you're behind the wheel, you're good. But um, so that's something to think about. Uh, so like I said, what you want to do, the, the basic gist of it is you want to mix up what you're doing. 
you want to change. And like I said, a timer is huge for improving your, uh, you know, your shots and stuff like that. And, you know, if you can't afford it, you know, maybe you get your buddy out there with a stopwatch or whatever, and it's a little cheaper and it works and you got to have a friend. See, I don't have any friends. So right, that's why right. I Big needed a shot there. timer. Right. Yep. But if I had Same friends, thing. they'd come over with like a whistle, little, you know, flicking a little stopwatch that they bought for $2.99 on Amazon. But I don't have friends. So if you're like me, a shot timer is the way to go. But well, you know, uh, actually, go. yeah, I'm the same way. So I feel like probably most of our listeners also don't have any friends. Right. And right. go to pack.com and you can get this, this straight uh, out. Thing, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of a lot of money. But then I looked at it. Turns out if bullets are 60 cents a piece, you can buy this timer for 200 bullets. It's going to save more than 200 bullets when you, uh, you know, purchase this. So you guys really want to get out there, check these guys out. It's really quality. It's a nice product. All right. So one thing I wanted to talk about before we, uh, before we close out the episode is, is Jack Ma. Do you know who he is? No idea. He's, He's uh he was an actor in, in a in one or two movies, but he's only an actor because he was extremely wealthy. He's a tech billionaire, and um, he basically he created a website called Alibaba, which is basically yeah. the uh, Amazon of of China. Okay. Right? Um. So he hasn't been seen for two months; just disappeared. Uh, he, the problem was he was criticizing the Chinese regulators and state owned, uh, banks and Beijing, uh, launched, you know, immediately after that Beijing launched an anti-monopoly probe into his businesses. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a, he's got a, uh, TV show that's going, uh, that he's on every week and every week he, you know, he, they, not he, this like, week. you know, contestants, uh, nope, not for, not for a while. <laughs> Okay. They just they just erased him from the uh from the the intro like now, one of the one of the If he was if he's a billionaire, does that mean that China is now a billionaire? That's exactly what it means. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you what what's going on. He's no longer the richest man in China. He used to uh-huh. be. But basically what happened was they they cracked down on him and his the stock that he owned went down 70, you know, 25%. It decreased by 25%. Okay. So now he's, he's number three, but still mm. nobody knows where the fuck he's at. And, and the TV show that he was on all the time now is going on. Like he never existed. And, uh, they put out a, uh, uh, his media company put out a statement saying that he was, um, there, he had a scheduling conflict. Uh, but it, if he's yep. not doing anything else, what is the scheduling conflict going on with? Yep. I don't know. But he's he he's overscheduled apparently, even though he hasn't been seen in two months. All right, um, that happens. Yeah. Well, I, the thing, the problem is that he had a uh, he had a statement that went against basic socialist principles in China, and he said some things that might not have been good for Winnie the Pooh or mm, Xi Jinping. Yep. 
Yeah. I fu- I just that fucked he kinda up. Looks I like... said Winnie the Pooh. Right. Yeah, I said Winnie the Pooh instead of Xi Jinping, which means that now I will never be allowed to go to China without being arrested. No, no. So from here on, from this point, from five seconds ago, for eternity, I cannot go to China anymore. Now, I don't know if you guys, I mean, some of you who've been listeners from way back, you'll remember that we actually have a large Chinese audience. What do we have? 50 downloads an episode? Something like that? Right. In, In China, in Beijing. In At Beijing. the exact same time, in the exact <laughs> same place. Yeah, it turns out they love us over there. Like we're huge in China. You know, all those people over mm-hmm. there, like fifty of them, love us. So yeah, like fifty of, sure. of the exact same people that work and, for the exact same place in the exact yeah. same city, in yeah, the exact that, same guys, country. That they guy. love us. Yep. <laughs> so, in case you're checking things out, you know. They might be interested mm. so, in finding out who may or so, may not look like Winnie the Pooh. So if you think, if you live in China and you're one of those 50 people that work for the Chinese government and you're thinking about starting your own business and disagreeing with the Chinese party, don't even think about it. It's not worth no. your effort. But you I'm may want to start you in the ass and put you in your, a concentration plant. But you may want to step up your handgun training and your rifle training. That's and right. Another thing, a little warning, you buy this shot timer and this is another little trick that I learned. When you open up the box at work and you check it out, it beeps really loud cuz it's meant for the guy wearing hearing protection. So everybody in the mm. office turns and is like, "Whoa, what the fuck, man?" And when you don't know the buttons and how it works and you don't know how to shut it off right away, and it keeps beeping, it can be a little embarrassing. So you might want to actually check it out outside or on the range because it can get away from you a little bit. I'm just saying. And it's, the it's office not is not the place. One of those bombs that, yeah, it's not one of those bombs that Chuck and I were discussing before we started recording. Right. In the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was before we recorded. That's good. <laughs> no bombs on, on the recordings. So. So with that, you guys uh, need to get out, start shooting, start stepping up your game. Yeah, uh, put a gun in on, your hand. Get on what? Google. Get on get Google. Get on Google. Check out check out uh, uh, Jack Ma because we want people to want everyone to know that everybody's looking for him. And then after Ma you're Young, caught up on China, that's his other name. And then where? Packed.com. Um, there you go. And you know what? Buy two, one for your buddy. That's what I say. Or maybe your favorite podcast host. Uh, see? Mm. See what I did there? You know, Kevin doesn't own one of these. There you go. So with that, stay safe. Oh, wait. No, don't stop. You might already hit stop. There's something left. We have new Patreon subscribers. Oh, nice. Two of nice. Them. Two of them in the last two. week and a half, maybe two weeks. I don't know. All the days kind of blur together. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get some new patches out. And uh, if you guys want to support the podcast and help keep this thing going, you might want to head over to patreon.com and share a little love. Now, Kevin says if each one of you 
just say gives us one dollar a month that we'd have a lot more dollars. That's all so, I'm asking. One that's dollar all he's an asking. One dollar so, because we do four episodes a month, so it's really twenty five cents an episode. And I feel that's like uh, good. I feel like I, I I you know we bring this to you without any commercials, without any bullshit. There's no shit like stopping in the middle where it plays a 30 second commercial for audible and then back to in the middle of our conversation. We don't deal with that bullshit. We ain't having it. Not in this podcast. So go to Patreon. If you can, if you cannot afford to forego a one Here's, Starbucks coffee if, a month, it's not even one coffee right. a month. It's a dollar a month. We're talking about. So, I mean, really it's like mm. one every four months you're foregoing. Starbucks. And that's like, if you're mm-hmm. not taxed like crazy, but then I actually bought Starbucks this morning, how much was 69 it? for a cup of black coffee. What? Oh shit. I'm going there. For that one cup great. Of black coffee. That sounds great. <laughs> um, I think I pay more than that to make it at home. I don't even know it. <laughs> what am I giving it's black rifle? Gross. Right. Oh man. I get right, black right. rifle 44 a month. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> Holy crap. All right. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.